Welcome back to Broken Fuse Podcast. This is episode 32, and it is Saturday, this January the 14th. Uh, we have a guest uh, co-host today, uh, Eugene from Infendo. Hey, guys. And here, as always, Harley. Hey, what's going on? So, yeah, this is our expectations and most anticipated games of 2012 episode, so let's get started with uh, what everyone's been playing recently. Uh, uh, well, I've been playing, mo- I haven't really been playing too many Nintendo games aside from Mario Kart, but I've been playing like Saints Row the Third and Skyrim a ton, so those are mine, those are the big ones for me. Harley? Uh, I've been playing Pilot Wings, I don't well, I've been just messing around with it. Uh, I, I bought a couple of weeks back. I bought uh, Magic: The Gathering, Tools of the Planeswalker 2012 when it was on sale. So I've been playing that, and I've been playing a little bit of League of Legends. But yeah, nice. I've been taking a break from Mario Kart. <laughs> nice. Uh, I've been playing a bit of uh, Skyward Sword. Finally getting back into that after the craziness of the. Christmas season, and I've been playing a bit of uh, Uncharted 1. I've got a bit of a backlog to get through. And, of course, Mario Kart 7 is always in the mix somewhere. And I guess we'll get started right in with uh, the games you're, you're excited about this for this year. So, what games have you been uh, looking into for 2012? Uh, my most anticipated is probably Mass Effect 3. I just really love the Mass Effect franchise, so can't wait. Cannot wait. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good stuff about that franchise since uh, its inception. It's definitely something that uh, I look forward to for not just any RPGs, but more of the Western style is definitely in the forefront these days. Right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to that one just mainly because I played the first two and look interesting to see where it's going to take my character in the the last game. I mean, because the character rolls over and everything like that, so that should be pretty interesting. Yeah, how about uh, you, Harley? Any? Oh. Any uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot of actually. I'm looking forward to a lot of hardware. Uh, a lot of electronics that are coming out this year, um, but in terms of like games, I, I would say that Diablo 3 is something that I'm looking forward to, something that I've been waiting for for a very, very long time, and uh, hopefully all goes as planned, and uh, we'll have we'll see it, I guess, what, within the next month or two? They, they said first quarter, so... Yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, uh, Diablo 2 is probably the reason why I'm looking into building a new rig, it's been a while since I've had a dedicated rig for gaming, if at all. So, yeah, it's definitely a year that I'd like to get back into some MMOs, since I've kind of uh, fallen off the wagon for a while. Yeah, I bought I bought Star Wars, and my crappy laptop doesn't run it, so pretty sad about this. Probably going to have to spend some money to get a new gaming PC or laptop here pretty soon. Yeah, I was actually beta testing uh, the Old Republic back in November, and my one-year-old laptop is actually struggling to keep up with the game. And I have yeah. to turn everything down to like low or medium just to let stuff render properly. 
And yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm really sad that I can't play this game because I love Bioware games. I mean, obviously with Mass Effect. So I think that it's time to spend some money on a PC. All right, did you like the beta test when you were doing it? Yeah, it's. A, I found it actually easier to get into for me than for in the Old Republic than it was to start up in World of Warcraft. So this is probably a big thing for me because I've been following uh, the Star Wars franchise since I was a kid anyways, so I've been steeped in the lore and the background within the franchise itself. So you guys looking for a laptop or PC? Because I always say that you can't really go... I mean, it's it, if you're if you're talking about real gaming, PC gaming, you got you got to take it to like a desktop instead of because laptops it's hard to get good quality out of. Yeah, and they're not configurable at all. I mean, once you, once you once you have it, that's basically what you got until you get a yeah. new one. Well, unless unless you get like you know one of those really expensive, fancy ones that can like a desktop replacement, but normally right. laptops just just they can't really compare to a PC when it comes to gaming. Yeah, no, I, that's probably what I'll do is get a, a nice desktop. And um, I don't know, I've been thinking about either getting a nice monitor for it or just hooking it up to my TV via HDMI or something like that. But it's it's that time. It's definitely that time to start getting looking into that. Yeah, it's going to be sweet, though, putting it on your TV. Holy moly. Yeah, I'm oh, looking yeah. into uh, building something from the ground up, hopefully, within the next two or three months. Depending how many games I'm gonna get for my other systems right now, so I gotta pace myself with uh, which games I get in the next few months <laughs> for sure. Well, the, and there's a lot of good PC games coming out. I mean, you've already mentioned uh, Diablo, but I, there's uh, I want to try The Witcher too because I heard that that one's pretty fantastic. Also, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, not to mention there's Starcraft expansion coming out uh oh yeah i think i have it somewhere it's the uh the zerg expansion i believe i'm not yeah. sure uh what it's called heart of the swarm yeah it's heart of the swarm yeah that's that's uh it's coming out i believe it's it's coming out after diablo 3 though right uh yeah i'm pretty sure it is because i think that the starcraft is supposed to be slated for the for the end of the year like more november-ish oh uh, Okay, I thought they were going to do a summer release like they did with uh, the original, but... Uh, oh, you know what? I'm not sure. But, but I, well, I, I, my, at least my my laptop runs uh, StarCraft 2, so I'll be <laughs> No, I wouldn't be surprised, though. Blizzard likes to take their sweet time getting getting yeah. stuff out. So, uh, you know, Diablo 3 right now, I, w- I was just uh, trying to figure out when they would have, have a release date. And if you go to different stores, they show different release dates, so... Yeah, uh, and... From what I've heard, uh, Blizzard has confirmed that none of the nobody on the team knows when they're exactly the worth when they're going to release Diablo three. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last week they were like Best Buy had like a stand saying that it was going to be coming out in February, and then Blizzard was real quick to say, "Nope, nah, not not really, no, not happening." Yeah, yeah and then Amazon has it as uh, March thirty first. But I don't know how realistic that is either. It's kind of, I mean, retailers are predicting it because they want to get pre-orders. So, like, when they give people a date, a lot of people start pre-ordering. And it's just, I don't know, uh, it's just trying to boost sales, I guess. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, <laughs> that one is once that comes out, I'll hopefully have a, a dedicated PC by then, and then I'll be able to play some Diablo. I'm really excited for that one. Really, really am. Yeah. Yeah. And on the topic of Blizzard, uh, they have a new expansion coming out. Hopefully, either late this year or early next year. It's for World of Warcraft: uh, Mists of Pandaria. I, I've never, I didn't really get into the whole World of Warcraft craze, but I, I kind of fear that I, I would have gotten sucked into it way more than I wanted to, so I kind of stayed away. Yeah, no, Marcus got caught with the bug, and he got yeah. his life kind of, uh, he just kind of disappeared for a, for a, a good while. months, like, and, then, and then we pulled him out of it, we rescued him. I had to <laughs> put it down, because uh, I didn't know too many people that kept playing it regularly, at least, so kind of put it down, and yeah, I've actually picked up Cataclysm over the Christmas break, and um, it's on my <laughs> desk right now. I picked up for 10 bucks, so I know I'm not, uh, I've got a pretty decent deal for it, even though it came out about a year and a bit ago. Are you going to uh... pick up a new expansion when it comes out this year? <laughs> Uh, I'll see how much it costs first and how much time I have after Diablo and the Old Republic. Oh, but you know how Blizzard, like, you know, Blizzard's like a true drug dealer. They they, they do, um, if you sign up for a year of uh, World of Warcraft, they give you Diablo 3 for free, I think. Really? I think, oh, my goodness. I think, I think that was the, yeah. It's like, it's like they just want to get you hooked, you know. That's like <laughs> whatever it takes, you know. And Diablo is going to be dangerous too because it's going to have that um, that like marketplace or whatever where you can like yeah. sell your weapons and stuff. Yeah, they're already talking about the, uh, uh, you know how how uh, a lot of like for Lineage too they found these like uh, uh, item farming basically companies that in, in Asia uh, yeah. where like they, they hired people to just grind all day and get items so they could sell in the marketplace. And uh, I'm starting to think Diablo three. I mean, it's the same thing, and especially since it's apparently it's not moderated so you can do whatever the hell you want really um, there's no sort of like oh you know you can't really set up a business I'm sure people will be making lots of money off of off of that that auction market but uh, yeah Blizzard makes some crazy addictive games yeah I've heard like from a couple of like one or two friends of mine that are getting Diablo they're getting they're using that marketplace to basically break even with the game so they so they they'll sell enough to pay off the game and that's it or something along the lines of that yeah i, I don't know all i know is with these things i'm i'm never good enough to to get those items that that you can sell for big dollars and and I, it's not worth grinding to me i mean you, just, you might as well get a job i think i think <laughs> money faster that way than spending you know 16 hours a day you know, farming, but uh, yeah, I've you know, known people to do that on World of Warcraft. I mean, they'll they'll farm and farm and farm, trying to get the the the, the best loot and the best drops. And it's like, come on, dude, that's like twelve hours worth of of yeah, just for one item. It's crazy. People, but people yeah. get it. They they had a a, a while ago. Uh, someone sold their lineage account for uh, I think it was like five hundred dollars or something, and. Uh, it was like they they said they put over like sep like they put they put hundreds of hours into it and it's like you literally average out to like a dollar an hour so it's like <laughs> I know you had fun but at the same time it's like if you were really playing for profit that would be a horrible horrible scheme and it's just oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I mean 
uh, there there are definitely people that are going to be doing it, and uh, I, I don't know. I might I might I might be one of the buyers on the market. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Uh, hey, all right, I, I can spend ten dollars to get this item that I'd have to spend forty dollars or forty hours to to attain. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of worth it to me. Time. I know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, talking about money, there's like a crap load of games that are coming out within the next uh, couple of months. Uh, we have Xenoblade, which is coming out in April this year. Yep. So I, I, I actually have imported it, so I don't think that I'm going to pick up the NTSC copy just because I don't want to spend another $50, but mm. that's kind of Nintendo's fault for not releasing it earlier or giving us any idea of when it was going to come out. Yeah, unfortunately for me, I actually picked up a PAL copy back in uh, August when I was in Europe, and I haven't figured out a way to uh, get it to work on my NTSC Wii, because uh-huh. I've already had a couple workarounds on my Wii already since uh, I've had it since launch. Right. So I will be picking up this game, an NTSC copy at least, so I will have a second copy floating around in my house. <laughs> Collectors. I guess so. Too bad I opened it, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I I actually really like the game. I just haven't really... I mean, the, when I got it, it was in November, and, you know, there were so many games, so many games out that I kind of put it on the back burner. Not, I'll get back to it eventually, I suppose. Yeah. And talking about uh, RPGs, there's uh, Tales of the Abyss for the 3DS, and I think another one from Namco, Tales of Zillia, finally making its North American release here. I have never played um, Tales of Zillia. Is is that a sequel to one of the ones, or is that like an older game? I I haven't really heard much about that one. It's... uh... I think it's a brand new game. It came out, I think, last September in Japan, so it's relatively new. Okay. Is it a uh, is it Wii or PS3, Xbox 360? It was uh, for the PS3 and will be released on the same platform in uh, North America. I I like the Tales series a lot, so I'll actually have to give that one a look. Yeah, it's uh, it looks a bit darker than uh, some of the other titles. For uh, the other games, at least uh, from what I've played, at least. Yeah. Same on my end. Still there. Everyone's still there. Yeah. (laughs) Had a bit of noise there. Sorry about that uh, technical difficulty. Okay. Back on track. Yeah, it's uh, Zillia is a bit of a darker tale compared to the other entries into uh, the Tales uh, series, at least from what I've seen. Yeah, I, I'll probably give that one a go, and then I'll pick, I'll pick up Tales of the Abyss, even though that I've already played it before. But it'll be a good. I mean, I, there really aren't any RPGs on the 3DS right now, so it'll be a good good one to get. Yeah, talking about uh, RPGs, there's a new franchise from Square Enix uh, under the name Bravely Default Flying Fairy. Yeah, that's the Square Enix game, I think, right? Yeah. Hey, do you guys hear about uh, The Last Guardian? It's the uh, follow-up to uh, Shadow of the Colossus, if you've played that. 
Yeah, the 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 director like just recently uh, left the company, from what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but still, uh, it's definitely still in the developing stages right now. Even though uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if yeah. uh, I don't know how games are made, but I mean, even with his uh, leaving Sony, um, I guess most of the work would be done by now if it's if they plan to release it this year. So yeah, I expect yeah, right. it to be to be similar quality. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe there's a lot of stuff they still need to do, but if they release it anytime soon, I'm, I'm hoping that it's going to be the same quality as Shadow of the Colossus, because that game was like a movie. It yeah. was crazy. Yeah. And that Last Guardian's been in development forever, too. Oh, no. Yeah. It hasn't. I haven't been following, but... Uh, it was like uh, two or three E3s ago. Uh, they already had uh, trailers up for it, and... We haven't heard too much since for release dates and details. Yeah, the I think it's hmm, I want to say Ueda. That's the the guy that's the developer behind it. But he was yeah, he's been talking it up since E3 2009, as far as I remember. Yeah, it's been quite a while since we've seen the first trailers. From what I remember. Do you guys know exactly what this game's going to be about? Because I, uh, uh, as far as I know, I mean, I don't know if they've shown much gameplay about it. No I, idea. I uh, don't have too much of a clue right now besides a little kid in this giant griffin-looking creature that he's uh, playing around with. I don't believe there's a trailer just yet. I don't know if... Uh, or a gameplay trailer, sorry. Right. Uh, gameplay, yeah. But I'm sure it's going to look spectacular. I mean, Shadow... The remastered or the the one they did the remade version for PS3 of Shadow of the Colossus is crazy. It's I've been it's, meaning to get that. Is it good? It's it's beautiful. It's like it's basically it's basically Shadow of the Colossus, which looked brilliant on the PS like the original version, but then they upped the graphics and then they I think they I don't know I didn't play through the whole thing, but it it I think they they added some things as well like some. It's not just like upping texture, but it's like the lighting, the uh, just the whole presentation. It just feels a lot cleaner, smoother, and it's just yeah. It's how about the maybe, frame rate? Because maybe it's I my TV though. The, <laughs> yeah, I remember the PS2 version. The frame rate was kind of iffy at times. Did they kind of fit, address that? Yeah, I've had a bit of time to play both games on that uh, remastered disc, and the frame rates fine. There's no problems with the frame rates at all. Yeah. Oh, just, the other thing is, I I played uh, the old the the PS2 one on a a CRT. So, um, or wait, is that what the, you yeah. know the tube TVs? Yeah. 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 The, the 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 one I have now is on an LCD. So maybe that's why it looks so much better because the TV's better. But, um, but yeah, it, it just looks a lot better. And I I I don't know. I got it off Amazon for like thirty bucks or something. It was for for the combo pack. And it was fantastic. Yeah, but, that's a pretty good uh, deal for the two, arguably two of the best games that were released last generation. Yeah. Game that I'm looking forward to, even though I don't have an Xbox, is Halo 4. Uh, this is, it's not so much that like I'm a big Halo fan, it's just that this is the first Halo that, that Bungie is not part of, is not working on at all, so it's interesting to see if it's going to be as good or maybe better. Yeah, who's who's working on it? Is it Gearbox? I can't I remember the publisher that 
the developer, but it might be... I can't remember. I'll, I'll have to uh, look it up to be sure. Hmm. Well, I, 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 I kind of a Halo fan. I mean, I don't play them religiously online or anything, but I've played through the stories of each one, so yeah, it's definitely going to be something to look forward to. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, well, it's I mean... Uh, 343 Industries, I just looked it up. Yeah, I thought it was uh, their name, but uh, I wasn't 100% sure on the specific name that they used. Uh, oh. Talking about franchises, uh, Soul Calibur Five is uh, releasing later this year as well. It looks really smooth. Yeah, I, I, I'm terrible at fighters, but I'm going to give this one a go. Probably get it on the PS3 just because I have a fight stick for that console. Oh, sweet. Nice. That's be... uh, It's a lot of eye candy. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah well, fighting uh... games, I don't know. I, I, I think uh, any sort of 3D... I don't, well, I don't, I don't know if you call it 3D, but just like... It's anything that's not 2D, like Street Fighter or Marvel vs. Capcom, is kind of uh, it, it's it it looks. I mean, you play it more for the 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 the, the cinematics or the um, right the visual aspects rather than the actual competitive hardcore fighting at fighting styles or fighting strategies. Because because I know that like I play casually, I play fighting games casually, but if you go to those like like arcades or whatever and they have those like professional guys that play fighting games all day every day yeah and it's so technical about it it's not even like and they're always they always play like like street fighter or some really old like 2d fighter that like you know they know literally where every pixel is gonna be with every right. move it's, it's, yeah i have a friend here in new mexico that he goes to the um kind of what's the big fighting game tournament um shoot I can never remember the name of it, but anyways, he goes to that tournament all the time, and he he always gets his butt kicked. But he's he's one of the best in New Mexico, so he gets to go. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but yeah, no those those tournaments. I mean, those guys are I don't know. They just devote their life to it or something. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I've heard of one. I can't remember the name, but I remember. I think it was in Florida or something. Yeah. Oh, it's called Evo. Evo. Have you guys heard of Evo? I don't think so. It must be it's like the of, fighting evolution tournament or something like that. I think yeah, I'm it's, uh, it's in Las an, Vegas. Yeah. I'm probably thinking of another one that happens with uh, other games that are mixed into there as well. Yeah, I don't know. These guys are apparently like celebrities in in their own unique circles. Yeah. But uh, no, I I just play it. I basically play it for the just button mashing and combos. The more ridiculous the combo, the better. Yeah, that's, that's why that's I like Mortal Kombat because it's got all the <laughs> crazy fatalities and stuff like yeah, this. Fatalities, like <laughs> so. Yeah, I know. It's 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 not even like uh, Mortal Kombat. That's why you don't see Mortal Kombat in competitive, is because it it looks too good. It, like in com- competitive games, it's, they got to take like some old school, like really old Street Fighter, and then start playing with it. Although although Street Fighter Four came out and that kind of changed the game, but yeah, yeah, s- still. Yeah, Street Fighter Four kind of revived the fighting game franchise. I mean, after before then, there wasn't really much coming out, and now you have all kinds like Blaz Blue, and there's a new King of Fighters, and then you, yeah. I mean, just a whole bunch of new games. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, MVC Three that came out last year, and, yeah. and then it came out again. The, the ultimate <laughs> ultimate version or the super version of uh, 
each franchise at least. Yeah, and Street Fighter did the same thing, so yeah, yeah Super, Super Street, Street Fighter. Fighter Hyper Five 3D Extra Super Ultimate Edition. <laughs> and then there's the arcade version, and then there's some ridiculous versions that come along as well. Apparently, uh, uh, someone was selling uh, an arcade version of Street Fighter. I don't know which version, but it's the older one, and uh, like the bids went up to like like thirty, forty thousand dollars US. Wow! For for I don't know how much arcade machines are, but like okay, like if I bought a TV and a I guess a PS One or a PS Two and that game and fight sticks, it would not come anywhere near that price. Like yeah, right? Calc- yeah, calculating the price for a CRT. The material for the arcade stand, arcade stick, and the system and the controller, it might come up to like two thousand maybe. At most. Yeah. At most, you're making like at least twenty, thirty times the profit on that. Yeah, yeah some of them are harder, to, are really hard to find. Like you can look on eBay, and you can even see like old Donkey Kong cabinets going for ridiculous amounts of money. Yeah, even like uh, just cartridges itself. I've heard of uh, Ocarina of Time, like a clean factory sealed one, going for at least a couple hundred. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, I was telling Marcus about uh, it was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was uh, uh, Pokemon, the first movie in VHS sealed, is like $200 on Amazon. <laughs> wow. It was it was pretty crazy. I was like, what? Well, there's collectors out there that'll pay that kind of money for things like that, though. Not me. Yeah, I, I never really understand that the 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 obsession with the whole sealed in box kind of thing. But uh, I guess I don't know. Some people are willing to pay for it. That's how you get that kind of price. Yeah. What yeah. Other games? other games that I have on here are. GTA 5. Oh, yes. That will be... Uh... Well, I don't know. I think Grand Theft Auto's gotten to a point where... I don't want to say it's predictable, but it's like... It's, it's gotten into of, that. It's kind of like, like Modern Warfare. <laughs> like They just keep releasing different versions in different cities. And I don't it's know. It's gotten into that rut kind of thing. I don't know. They really yeah. gotta, they gotta mix it up again, kind of change. Well, I'm looking forward to it. But just be, I mean, I've never really gotten into open world games, and I've I actually haven't played any Grand Theft Auto games aside from Vice City. But I've been playing Saints Row the Third, and I've recently played Mafia Two, which are kind of in the same vein. So, but I I kind of want to give Grand Theft Auto a shot, especially with this newer version. It looks it looks graphically amazing from that trailer that they put out. Yeah. I'm talking about uh, really good graphics. Uh, Final Fantasy thirteen two is uh, releasing in the next uh, couple of months. Actually, I think it's at the end of this month, isn't it? Isn't it in, at the end of January? I, I could be wrong. I can't remember. There's too many games going like being released <laughs> in this window. It's like Christmas hasn't ended for <laughs> the publishers. Yeah, we're getting to a point where... Video games are just being released constantly throughout the year. Too many good ones. They're all AAA titles. And, like, and, I, and too many consoles. 
Like yeah. the iPhone is now a console, so right. <laughs> you know, you get that, you get the 3DS, you get the PSV, you get all three consoles from before. And There's a new the release Wii, for something. Yeah, we've got the, the Wii PC U now. Oh, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy the 13, the the first one. It was. Well, I played it all the way through, but I didn't particularly enjoy my time with it the whole time, so I hope that they address some of the issues that were in the original, like, you know, make it not completely linear. Yeah, it really killed... The linearity really killed me. Like, I couldn't even make it to the 25-hour mark where they say it gets a little broader. Like, right. Linearity just... Uh, Really well, the thing, off. the thing, the reason why, like they, they just, they did this interview on uh, Electric Playground. Um, uh, wait, was it Electric? No, but it was on. It was on. It was basically this interview where they were asking them why they used the rail system, and they said that because they wanted, they want, they wanted to prevent players from getting lost and then getting stuck and then just giving up. But uh, I mean. I I think that they what they caused was people to just give up because they got tired with just following a straight line. I know, I know, I almost did. Yeah, uh, it definitely puts me back onto wanting to play more of the tales type of uh, style of JRPG, where you do have a little bit more of an open world, even though you are going through a relatively straight line with the story. Yeah, well, and the other thing is that's what guides are for, right? Like, if you get lost, you can Google it, and you should get yourself out of it in no time. Yeah, I, I really... mean, the, with the Final Fantasy games, it's all, always been about, like, visiting towns and talking to people, and in thirteen there was just none of that. Not at all. It's, like, straightforward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Formulaic, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to... That non-RPGs, I'm kind of looking forward to Bioshock Infinite. Did you guys ever play the first two? I played uh, about four or five hours into the first one. Haven't got around to the second one yet, but it's definitely one of those games that really sticks with you. Yeah, oh, you need to finish the first one. It's got one of the best endings that I've ever experienced in video games anyways. I mean, at least definitely one of the best this generation. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I've, I've never really gotten into Bioshock, but I think with Infinite coming out and with the uh, previous two, um, actually I have it. I just haven't been playing it, but yeah, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll I'll run through the first one uh, when I have some time. Yeah, well, that's that's what I keep saying about all my pile of games that I purchase and then never really get around to it. Kind of yeah. a, kind of a bad thing. Yeah, you just, you get, like, you have a collection that sometimes you look at and you're like, whoa, I was going to finish that game, but I didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's it's too overwhelming. But My, uh, my, wor- my worst one is probably GameCube game. I, I purchased all, both of the um, the uh, Baton Kyoto's games, and I really, really enjoyed the first, like, hour and a half that I played of the first one, and I just... Haven't gone back to it since then. Wow, since GameCube days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's how far back my pal of shame goes. Yeah. Yeah, I picked up a used NES over the summer, and I've got probably about five games on it where I've tried playing it, and I haven't had the time to sit down and actually play through them. 
Yeah, it's yeah. just too many games. You gotta you gotta devote your time to the good ones like Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about Mario, uh, we have Paper Mario 3D and Luigi's Mansion 2 coming out later this year. Those ones should be pretty good. I I can't wait to see what they can do with the Luigi's Mansion franchise because I really enjoyed the original. Yeah, it looks like uh, they're going to do some uh, pretty good stuff with it from uh, the trailer that they released, I think, last year, if I remember correctly. Or the year before, I can't remember. Yeah, I got to the- play a little bit of it at E3, and it's, I mean, it seemed a lot like the original, so I think that if they can kind of expand on what they did with that, then it'll be a great title. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, the I was just gonna get into. Uh, did you, wait? When did what? Did, what games do you have for your uh, NES? Like uh, any right any now, good ones that are worth noting? Or I have, I think, Ice Climbers, uh, Super Mario Bros. The original one. Another. I think I have number three. I think on there. Uh, I gotta check. It's been too do long. Two, since do you have two controllers? I have two controllers. Sweet. Is it in mint condition or kind of worn? It's in uh, usable condition for sure, but it's not exactly the best shape it could be in. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I, I was like the look of the NES. I think, I don't know. It looks kind of cool. But, I, yeah. Did you guys ever see the... Do you remember the top-loading NES? I yes. Don't, think of, I've seen one in person before, but it looks pretty sweet. I want one so bad. I've, I've been meaning to pick one of those up for my little for my little gaming shrine. Yeah. yeah I think it's like a trophy. Yeah, but, and yeah. Uh, I think I've seen online that uh, there's actually a dog bone controller for the NES as well. Yeah, oh yeah, I forgot that. about those. Because it's so simple. Like, this, the control system is so simple that you can make a lot of shapes out of it. And, right. Uh, yeah. I, if I can find a power glove, then I that, that would complete my collection also. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And talking about older franchises coming back again, uh, we have Kid Icarus coming back on the 3DS. And it looks uh, pretty neat that uh, some of these older franchises are coming back and look really good. Yeah. Uh, and the good thing is is that they're using the fe- the AR card features on the 3DS as well, from what Ooh, I've seen from the E3 trailer. It's going to be a first, yeah. Yeah, that should be cool, because not re- not enough games have done that. I, I know Bravely Default is supposed to use AR cards or so- some kind of AR feature, but there haven't been really many other games that have announced that uh-huh. have been announced that use it. Until that game that you just said right now, I don't even know any game. Well, other than the AR game itself, the application itself, I, I don't know any game that actually uses it or uses it in a meaningful way. Like right. Yeah. Yeah. The only other game that uses the AR function uh, heavily, besides the two that are preloaded on the system, is I think uh, Steel Divers, from what I remember. Oh, did Steel oh. Diver do AR? I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, it did. Oh, with the periscope thing from the... Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Is that gimmicky or is it real? Uh, it actually does it pretty well. Okay. 
Okay. I haven't, uh, I've only had about maybe 10 minutes to play around with it at a launch event in for the 3DS in Toronto back in March. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, I guess we can move on to hardware now if you guys don't mind, but because sure. uh, a lot of hardware coming out this year, uh, electronics, I mean, the PSV is the big one that everyone's kind of talking about in the gaming world. So uh, yeah. it's going to be in direct competition with the 3DS, despite the fact that Nintendo wants to say that it's not because the 3DS offers a different experience. Um, they're, they are going to be competitors. Uh, yeah, I want to. I, I really want to get one, but the, the only thing that's kind of holding me back is the price of the memory cards, and yeah. I mean, it's, ugh, it's kind of atrocious. Yes, and Sony's Sony's back to playing their old games with the, uh, the 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 proprietary memory sticks. They they you know their little cameras take SD card now, and uh, I don't know why their PSV has to go the proprietary route. It's just it's so Apple esque. Like this is what Apple does all the time. Yeah. Like they just yeah. make proprietary and charge people more for it. But Sony, I mean, I thought Sony learned their lesson. But I guess not. They're they're going back with uh, special memory cards and yeah. Well, at least with the original PSP, they gave you a little tiny memory stick, even if it was only like thirty-two kilobytes or megabytes or whatever it was at the time. But now with the PlayStation Vita, they don't even include one in the box. Yeah, I think they are with uh, one of the packages that they have for the special edition or something. The first right, edition like has first one. Edition. The first edition has one, but the first edition is fifty bucks more than the regular uh, version, so it's like you paid for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's going to be exciting because the it. I mean, in all honesty, the console looks amazing from what I've seen on on the internet and whatnot. But I don't know. I guess it's going to be up to the the games that come out to it, depending on whether I want to get one or not. Yeah, well, I mean, in terms of hardware, like value for hardware, it's it's definitely better than the 3ds. Yeah, it yeah. has it's just way better in terms of because it's it's about the same price as the 3ds when when the 3ds came out, and but it's just offering you a lot more. Uh, the question really is, uh, of course, the 3ds dropped in price very quickly. I don't think that's going to happen with the PSV. Sony doesn't really do things like that. Um, but, yeah, not to mention, I'm sure they're already losing money selling it at $250. Probably. They, they like playing that that game as well. But, uh, no, that's going to be very interesting. The other thing I was going to say was uh, all the tablets coming out. So last year was the year where tablets became kind of mainstream, and people started saying, hey, you know, I'm going to replace my desktop with a tablet, which is a really bad idea, by the way. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, People ended up doing that, and so that's why you could charge, you know, six, seven hundred dollars for a tablet. And and now it seems like, or at least at CES this year, this year is going to be the year where tablets kind of they tone it down a little bit. The budget drops down to about three hundred dollars, two to three hundred dollars for a tablet. And they're starting to introduce the seven, eight inch tablets, which are more portable than the traditional ten inch ones. Uh, nice. This is really interesting because, I mean, at that price point, I'm thinking about getting one because it's it's uh, it's something nice to have to, you know, watch your videos to go online and stuff. But uh, or or even no, use I think, it. Oh, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. It's uh, no, it's it's just it like, Asus has one coming out, 
it's an e tablet you know after their e um e series the, the netbooks that they had uh it's it's 250 bucks it apparently runs like the latest version of android it has a capacitative touch screen it uh it's about i think it's seven or eight inches and uh i mean it's gonna it has like something like nine and a half hours of battery life which is like i mean if at 250 bucks that's it's that's pretty pretty impressive i mean considering uh what is it the transformer right now is like 699 or 599 it, i mean if uh, that's that imagine how expensive the ipad is yeah and the yeah. uh, samsung galaxy tab 10.1 is around 499 599 as well so it's definitely would be a lot more affordable for the average consumer that only has so much pocket change. Right, but the the other thing, I mean, all the manufacturers, Samsung, HP, well, except Apple. Apple doesn't do that. But Apple all the other manufacturers are, are going to be making uh, about, you know, they're going to be making the, these uh, lower price tablets, uh, a little bit smaller, a little bit more portable. And most of almost all of them are running Android, so Android's really taking over. So it's uh, it's really going to be interesting to see because I think if you're in the market for um, a laptop, and you know you see the tablet, it's it's going to be depending on your needs. I mean, it, it could go any way. Like it could go both ways. I mean, uh, uh, before I would always say that you buy the laptop because the functionality of a of a tablet, it's just not the same, and the price is almost the same. But now, you know, at two, three hundred bucks, you can't really get a decent laptop for that price. Yeah. Whereas you can get you can a pretty decent pick up a, tablet. Yeah. At most, you can probably pick up a netbook for that price, and I've had one for a couple of years, and it it's not that great for it's great for portability, but not that great for uh, stuff. If you want to like play a game on it, the screen's way too small to really. Do much with it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the tablet and the netbook are really competitors, and it's really up to you if you like the keyboard or not. If you don't need the keyboard, then tablets all the way. But um, yeah, it's... I think the real dark horse is going to be what Android is doing with the Kindle Fire, <clears throat> the Kindle Fire line, because at two hundred dollars, you can't really get a, a, a much better tablet right now. And then I, I assume that they're going to update it here sometime this year. So. That'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Yeah, well, the 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 uh, the, the the kicker with with the Fire is the fact that Amazon has a lock on the features that Android provides. So it's a proprietary yeah. uh, Android operating system that caters to Amazon's needs. So uh, you know it's not fully functional. Uh, the thing is online. I've been reading this because the Kindle Fire apparently costs two hundred and one dollars to make, and it sells for one ninety nine. Uh, which means Amazon's taking a loss for every Kindle Fire sold. They're trying right. to make it back when you buy the books and the apps and whatever. Uh, now, there are hackers online that they say that you can basically buy the Kindle Fire, you can take out their operating system, put in another Android operating system, and have it fully functional. Because the, the hardware is there. Uh, you right. just basically change the operating system and you get it to run you know, Android 4. whatever. And and it seems to be uh, seems to be a really good deal. I mean, if you know how to do that kind of thing. Yeah, and I'm but, sure uh, there's uh, ways to get around that. From what I've read on, like I think it's XTA developers or something. Yeah. Where they provide ROMs for phones, so you can change up from an older phone's uh, OS to 
a newer version without uh, too much hassle. And they have yeah. all the ROMs and all the instructions on how to do it as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think that's why they probably don't include the Google Marketplace in, in the Fire because they want them to run on the Android Marketplace and make their money back that way. Yeah. No, Amazon is very, very much about selling content. They don't really care about uh, hardware. Even, like, the Kindle itself, they, I don't think Amazon really makes that much off hardware sales. They're really into selling the uh, the e-books and the, 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 app, the apps that are going to come with the Fire, but... but um, no, the fire is a fantastic deal at two hundred bucks. I don't see anything. I mean, I, I would prefer like some people say. Well, since the BlackBerry Playbook dropped to one ninety nine, you know, she get the Playbook. I actually think the fire might be slightly superior to the to the Kindle. Depend. Oh, sorry, to the uh, Playbook. Depending on what you use it for, right? I mean, the Does fire the has Playbook run on Android. Sorry. No, the it play- runs the on. Uh, uh, BlackBerry is a proprietary software. Although I've heard their new operating system does allow for some crossover yes okay. it allows for crossover in the app market so you can take some of your favorite apps from android or app uh, from your uh whatever's available for ios and put it on to uh the playbook but i don't know if i don't know rim has their own proprietary uh they like to they like to make their own stuff too so they're yeah. not gonna uh, yeah it's 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 their own operating system well, there's been rumors that Google's going to be coming out with their own Nexus branded tablet or whatever it's going to be called yeah. too. So, uh, that's going to be something to look forward to. Also, well, I guess if they get the price right. Yeah, all, all this means is more competition. More mm-hmm. competition means better prices, and and so the consumer wins. And so yeah. this is uh, it's fantastic. I I really like it. I wasn't a big fan of tablets because because you know I, I thought they were really cool, but I don't think they were ever. Uh, you know, a viable option because of the price and because of what you could buy for that money. You can get a real laptop. You can get a a real PC. Um, but now, you know, at the lower price point and with now dual core processors coming out, as well as uh, uh, better and well, I shouldn't say better operating system, but Android's been upgraded many times over. Um, it, it's really I don't know. It's, uh, I'm on the fence about getting a, a tablet now, and so it's it's. Uh, it's a, it's a, I think this year is going to be a, a year where a lot of people pick up tablets. It's going to become really affordable, um, and it's going to become really really popular. Yeah, and then the not to mention the gaming possibilities of this because I've seen in um, just a, a demo of the uh, the what's it called the the OnLive um, running on a, on an iPad with a controller and everything, and you can basically play console-style games like Bioshock or Call of Duty on on your tablet with a with a wireless controller, and it's like just having a mini console, you know? It's really awesome. Yeah. Yep. Did you guys see the... Uh, there's uh, Razer, the gaming company. Uh, they made a new uh, gaming tablet that actually has handheld controls on the side. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It looks, it's uh... it's crazy. I mean, you know, that's this taking uh, gaming to to the tablet uh, system. It, it's it's. Uh, I don't know how much it's going to cost, but I mean, um, it looks really crazy. Like it looks really good. Like, like a handheld have- uh, laptop like that would be a pretty neat idea to have for gaming, uh, at least. Hopefully, it's going to be affordable and. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know how well the Switchblade did that came out last year, but the yeah. Switchblade was kind of expensive, and uh, that really that was really what killed it. It kind of served a, a niche market where uh, I guess only really really wealthy people that were on the run that needed to game would buy it. And uh, I don't know this tablet thing how it works out, but apparently they showed you can play anything. I don't know how they were playing the RTS because uh, you can't really use a mouse, so I'm not sure how you play RTS with a analog stick. I mean, must be kind of annoying, but they seem to be able to do it. So um, I don't know. It's it's really interesting. And and again, uh, the Razer, I think it was called Fiona or yeah, Project yeah. Fiona. Yeah. It, it's a it's a CES uh, video on YouTube somewhere, so you can look it up. It's uh, it, it's pretty cool. It, it def- definitely something to look out for. And uh, yeah, they even I don't know a lot the, of lot of good things coming for tablets. Sorry. Uh, they even showed uh, showed them running Skyrim on it on that tablet. I mean, it's are just, you it's, serious? Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. there goes uh, any life you've had prior to that <laughs> device. That's crazy, but no tablets this year. This year's the year where tablets go mainstream. It becomes affordable. It actually can actually run stuff like it's powerful enough, and the battery life is improving. Which can't say that about the 3DS or the PSP, both of which have like really really crummy battery lives. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, think that pretty much wraps it up for our podcast uh is there anything else you guys want to touch on uh that that pretty much wraps it up yeah the only thing is wii u but we don't really know much about it until e3 so i mean yeah yeah all we've known about the thing is with uh the wii u is basically what we've known since e3 is basically the bulk of information we've got from Nintendo on the new console. Right. I don't know. I mean, gotta wait. Gotta wait for the demo videos to come out. Gotta wait for uh, the big announcement. But, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll wait until the actual thing comes out before I, I pass judgment or uh, decide whether or not I'm going to get it. <laughs> right. And oh yeah, before I forget, uh, Kingdom Hearts uh, 3D will be coming out this year as well. End of the year? Uh, they don't have an exact uh, release date for it right now yet. But probably end of the year. Isn't isn't Kingdom Hearts 3 proper supposed to be coming out sometime soon? Who knows? <laughs> it's Square Enix. <laughs> we never know with some of these uh, publishing companies. Ah, uh, square. Yep. I think that about covers everything. Yep. yep. And yeah, you can always uh, look us up at brokenfuse.com or look us up on Twitter as well at broken underscore fuse. And thank you for our guest uh, Eugene from Infendo. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. And if you want to talk a little bit of Infendo, uh, feel free. Oh, yeah. You can just go to Infendo.com and read some of our articles there. I'll be there. So thanks for having me on. I really had fun tonight.
and we'll see you next time on Broken Fuse Podcast. See you later.